0: Ah, baby. Ah, there <laughs> uh, go. The, we got the soundboard for him. Uh, what is? We'll be making it tonight, though. You know, a couple minutes late. Yeah, TJ, um, putting the kids to bed right now. Everybody's a little sick right now, so you might hear it in my voice as well. So, uh, but yeah, we're here. Another Monday. We just... Uh, year three, Tom. Kicking it off in a, a big way. Huh. like the puns. Yesterday uh, was technically the two-year, right? <laughs> It was, technically, our two years was yesterday, October 15th, so, dude, big milestone inside this space, really kind of cool to kind of reflect on that a little bit this past week and uh, excited to kind of kick off a new year, you know, we're in the middle of a bear market, things are really not at the most fun that it could be, maybe uh, content creation-wise, though, it's been fun to talk to some of the builders and the people who are here really pushing the space forward, so it's an exciting time to get a chance to talk to a recurring guest, fellow content creator, uh, and good friend inside the space tonight to bring him in, so, got a good episode for everybody and then maybe we'll uh i hear some i see some derps over in the chat i think we'll uh we'll do a little recap of the outpost uh, outpostment because i had a lot of fun with that even though i was homesick this past uh, weekend so it should be a fun time we actually um, had a nice
1: little busy weekend here actually yeah big stuff coming up um big things happen and yeah definitely is nice nice way we got a guest tonight good way to kick it off year three right
0: absolutely and not just any guest too like i said we got the big we got the man himself um real quick before we do that here we got a shout out to chat over there you got our early goers Eddie Z, uh tommy over in chat a little early today uh you got rez or f35 mod sound grips easy peasy who i don't know if they're if they're still up at 3 a.m they said they would show up tonight uh, so I told them they'd give them a the shout-out over there. So shout-out to Easy Peas for staying up late with us. You got AmeriCo, Jack the Hammer, Deco, uh, Oside3000, Curly d DeFi, FOMOFO, and David Holing. Appreciate everybody showing up in chat. And uh, we got a fun one tonight. If you guys uh, may have been tuning in to different spaces and different YouTube channels, if you're on Blake's um, or Thor's or... Twitter Spaces, whatever you're at, uh, you may have heard about Jelly. But we're going to learn a little bit more tonight. Uh, we've got some new uh, utilities that are popping up over on the timeline. Uh, we're going to ask some of the questions that we uh, we cannot figure out on the live stream like two weeks ago. So I'm excited to get the answers from Jason himself because everybody was debating in the chat about uh how much jelly you're gonna need and are are gonna be able to get into the chat and all that stuff so let's go ahead without further ado and welcome on our guests of the night please welcome the jelly cubes and block investment group founder jason aka block is hot what is up man
2: hey what's up guys and uh congratulations on two years
0: it's appreciate right. it man
2: did you guys do anything special for your two year? Uh,
0: not too crazy this time oh, around we, no. we kind of went a little more all out on the year one we had like some cut-ups and mash-ups we did like a reaction to our first year uh this year we kind of just kind of kept it chill we had a two year anniversary podcast that we dropped on friday uh and we just kind of took a little bit more of a relaxed approach i was a little sick too this week and everybody was just a little busy but um, it's just kind of Space more Space like is a, a little more underwhelming
1: yeah. i mean that's why we're excited having you you know having you on and uh what we had this week with with derb because it's it's kind of been a little slower to where like yeah year one was a was a big milestone we were so excited about it and this year year's kind of like yeah it's been another year you know like things yeah. aren't as crazy as they were i guess so uh but we're we're looking forward to year three here things have already started off well for us and uh, Like you said you always say block is hot that's what i always think of because of course we know you first from the the youtube content creation side uh it's it's so so cool to see where everything is is coming and and how far it's developed since then especially not something don't know if you ever thought it would get to where we are now but it's never (laughs) something we saw back then
0: I, th- I think too, like, is it really fun to see, like, part of this doing it for like two years? is really cool to see the people who have continued to build and where, like you said, they've come from. Because I've blocked, like you said, we watched some of the YouTube videos. We got a chance, I think, maybe to interact for the first time, maybe on one of the CNFT Live, something along those lines. Oh, yeah. And then heard, hey, you got a project coming out. And I remember doing that live stream before Jelly Cubes officially came out. We did kind of some of the updates as you guys were, you know, building each throughout the year. I think we've done maybe, maybe it's like the fourth one now. That we've got a chance to host you on so it's just really fun like as yes, each one uh gets more and more uh i guess hyped more attention and it's really cool to, to this amount of stuff you guys have been able to build in this short amount of time and i can imagine for you like you said you're you're probably you're, you're busy right now right
2: yeah i mean it's kind of crazy to look back too because you know i'm coming up on my two-year anniversary as mm-hmm. well with at least like the channel um, and just like looking back at some of the older videos or looking back, especially with the project, uh, I I've even seen conversations I was having before we even released jelly cubes. Oh, am I lagging pretty bad right now?
0: It's all good. I can hear you. Audio oh, looks fine. Yeah, me, no, it looks uh, okay.
2: Yeah. It was like lagging on my end. Maybe let me lower my definition. Hopefully that helps.
0: You're all I right, dude. It does this to me every now and then, depending on my camera, it's okay. Yeah, I, I
2: don't know why that's happening.
0: That looked like it fixed it a little it bit, but either way, here. we can hear here you. Okay, I think we're good. There you go. yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was super weird. No, I was just saying it was funny, though, because I was lo- looking at some of these past conversations I've had, um, and it's just insane, like, some of my, like, thought processes before we even minted, and, like, how far we've come now, and just, like, the community, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a cool thing to reminisce on and just kind of see, like, how far we've gone in a way yeah 100 I mean,
1: percent. after being here two years i mean you look back at some of our first videos and there were projects that we probably gave a different look to at the time and said you know that we were a little more excited about and there's projects now we are a little bit more maybe um hard with or tough on that if you were to go back it's like well why did you give this project a pass and now you're giving these guys you know a lot harder of a time it's like cause two years have passed you've learned so much and seen so much more and it's not as simple as like yeah those hats are really cool and i'm ready to flip it immediately so now we look at projects for for different types of utility to actually hold and actually uh, expect a little more from them
0: yeah accountability man that's one thing about exactly. cardano is is that you've got a really good community behind people that really want to see people thrive and build over here uh, and it's that's i think that's part of the reason why we're still here uh and watching the people i, I really i was looking at a tweet the uh, other day i think it was from the raiders guild on mallet order and it was in response to like congo's tweet of you know i'm on it's a sunday night i'm using the raiders guild to boost my engagement i'm on levy finance taking out loans on my new derp assets uh to go ahead and mint like a new mint with Derpers uh or whatever it was this weekend and i'm like you think about that like two years ago like that it's just you don't even your mind doesn't even go anywhere near that like you couldn't fathom that uh at that time so it's really cool to see just how fast the space has progressed you know
2: yeah and i mean percent especially with like dirt birds and ape society like those guys are have been building so much yeah Um, so it's always really cool to see those projects as well
0: yeah and then uh yeah and shout out to everybody too who's been inside the space for a while over here you see a comment like this from deco over there he used to ride his bike listening to big talking about launching his project i'm the one and he said this is the one he wanted to go in all in on so it's really cool Dude, to see I that from, like, he's been people. a
2: day one in our group so thank That's you up. for the support deco
0: yeah oh it's really cool man just to see all the different people um and inside of our communities your communities, and just all throughout twitter and um and just see how people have all grown together uh, and I, that's one thing i do love about being here like on the maybe on the early side of stuff um because i obviously when the bull ha- happens the next time around there's gonna be a ton of new people that come in here and uh i was telling tom i feel like we're gonna be like the o- old heads out there like ah we remember that you don't want to get into that there's gonna be all these like hype chill people like you need to get on the next 100x nft project and we're like no man <laughs> but there's gonna be groups like you guys who kind of are like the elite at this point you've got you know you've been tried like uh, went through the trials and tribulations and you can kind of guide people um and it's really good that you know you guys have been able to get through a market that was hot and then eventually you know we're in the bear right now you guys are learning and building at the same time so i can imagine you guys are looking forward to that next run
2: yeah 100 percent. i think one of the big things that we're doing right now in general and kind of has been like a major philosophy with us has just been building for the future and not building for now Mm because i see a lot of projects they try to hop on like the latest trends or they try to do like what everyone else is doing and there hasn't really been that much long-term planning and i think that's one of the biggest issues in the nft space is the need to plan long term especially when you're in a very highly changing and dynamic market uh, yeah. Because you really want to start building stuff that you think is going to be relevant and important in the longer term rather than something that's going to come and go and you waste resources on. But at the same time, it's some—it's very difficult to know those things when there isn't like, uh, oh, this is the 101 of how this works or how this goes down. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's still a lot to learn here.
1: Oh, I absolutely. felt that. I mean, just as an example, one of the things uh, is some of the projects that really jumped in hard on the metaverse. You know, we have some of these projects like like cornucopias and things like that that are really developing something really cool uh, and neat on our space um, within cardano but some of the other projects that really were like oh well that's the big keyword right now it's the metaverse and then they started working on it and throwing everything into it realizing like this isn't going to be something we can accomplish anytime soon the space has now kind of moved on we've lost all our hype and we're just kind of left stalled here we have nothing left to do but we've already sunk everything into this too and it doesn't seem like anyone wants it anymore uh, and it was just kind of chasing that hype as opposed to really looking forward to the future or maybe even incorporating some of those new features into how their project could be in the future like we've seen with you and with uh with with derps uh, especially
0: yeah i think that it's also like you see the lack of people who didn't have like a plan right like the lack of preparedness or some or developing something that people actually gave a shit about that was the other thing um a lot of people like you said were chasing that market hype at that time because that was what was selling but as soon as mm-hmm. that stuff to stop doing that there was n- literally no reason to uh to want to participate in anymore so people who were building like unique ip like we mentioned derp we're gonna probably mention them quite quite a few times over there but uh and then like you guys where you guys have had this group of uh, of people who with all this kind of knowledge and you're like you're extending basically a lot of the stuff you were doing on youtube to a, a big mass group now where you guys have been able to I, I imagine for you, like it's really taught you so much more than what you probably thought you knew quite a bit about at the time. Like how's that been for you?
2: I mean, dude, I think it's like probably one of the biggest self-benefits from having the yeah. group is using the group itself. Cause right. like my role more so now is more so project management vision. Uh, you know, overall strategy, getting the word out there, cultivating a community, right? Like Mm -hmm. these are my main focuses now. So it's a lot harder for me to spend as much energy on the ground or in the trenches, so to speak, really researching projects. Mm -hmm. And one of the nice things is usually the group will come to me and say, Hey, you should check out this injective blockchain, or you should pay attention to Polygon at the time or, Oh, Bitcoin ordinals, or, Oh, there's like today, for example, there's this new meme coin called meme land that's mm-hmm. launching on Ethereum. And there's like, uh, a, a lot of hype behind that. Right. And it's like something I had never really heard of. I don't know if you guys have heard of like nine gag before, Yep. Mm -hmm. It's like the largest, uh, meme Twitter account. They've got like 16, 17 million followers. Like they're Mm -hmm. releasing a meme coin. Um, and it's, it's crazy. Like I, I don't even hear of these things. Yeah. And then they'll kind of explain it to me and then I can deep dive it. So it pretty much allows me to, instead of spending a lot of time looking at a bunch of different projects, hoping I can find a good one. Now I sort of have the leads where now I can be way more efficient. So it's been very helpful to me and I hope it's been helpful to everyone in the community too. And yeah, we're excited for next bull run when now all of a sudden the amount of opportunities go from, oh, maybe there's like one every two weeks right now to, oh my God, there's one every day. Yep. Um, so we're hyped for that.
0: Yeah. We were talking about that too on the content creation side. We used to be able to crank out like three hour long podcast episodes, which we'll never go back to, but it was like because there was so much stuff to talk about at that time. And now, like you said, yeah. we, we find ourselves like, Hey, there's a few projects that are like updating, or maybe there's a little bit of news like minting at the end of the month. And we've kind of shifted more to like just the entertainment like Avenue in our podcast. Cause so that's, cause that's what we've kind of had to go after at this point, because otherwise we're just talking about the same stuff over and over again. So uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be very fun to get back into it when everything swings back around. But it's been really good to kind of deep dive to the people who are still here building because it really does give you an appreciation, I think, for all the different people building uh, and what it takes to actually sustain a project inside of this uh, this new market that we're really kind of like it's growing alongside with it, you know. Um, but I wanted to get into it. Cause it's already been 15 minutes, and we can uh, we're gonna crush through tonight over here. <laughs> I wanted to start off uh, because you guys first off dropped uh, one of the most I, I think probably the most impressive uh, announcement videos I think uh, of any, uh, maybe on any blockchain that I've seen other than maybe like you could go up against like the other side maybe with board apes um, something along those lines. And I wanted to go ahead and uh, we will let it play around in the background here. But I wanted to get a little uh, backstory from the man himself here on how this kind of came to be and like what your guy what your reaction was to uh the block owls um video that they put together like when you first saw this like i, I mean how excited did you get
2: dude it was awesome it was a really cool moment honestly because yeah. it was one of those things where and we were talking before this call like we had the idea of jelly chunks so long ago And it was one of those things where it was just like setback after setback not finding the right team to really be a part of it and develop it and uh it was a long time coming and when it came to partnering with block owls it really started from cnft con not this year but last year i talked to philip in person and i got his email i was like dude you guys have the best art and the best animation on cardano it's really top level top tier I'd love to work with you guys in some sort of way. I don't know what way that is. yeah. And it's funny because the first conversation started with, oh, what if you guys made our 100 friends and family jelly cubes, which they still <laughs> need to do. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I haven't brought it up in a while because now is not the right time to release them still. Uh, but it started with that, like, oh, can we do something there? And they were like, yeah, yeah, we have our job disease coming out first. But after we finish job we can start, you know, working on something like that. yeah. And essentially what happened is we decided to do our mystery chest first. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for an artist to, to make the chest and I had reached out to them and they were down. And it just started this beautiful relationship where they have a whole team of like six to eight different animators, sound designers, all of this stuff located in the Netherlands, I believe. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they just make awesome work. And I told them like about my uh, jelly chunks and how we wanted to have some sort of cool animation to kind of explain how this process works because it hasn't really been done before. And an animation would really help people out. And they were game, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, we can put our Jabba Z in it, uh, and I, we think it would be perfect for this sort of science lab theme, this whole Chunkinator uh, yeah. process." And when it finally came out, because it took them a couple months to to make this, I, I was imagine. like, "Holy crap, you guys, you guys killed it!"
0: Yeah. Like I said, it it, it looks like a movie. It looks like something that uh, you could watch like a short film on. Like we we were talking about just in general how Block could pretty much make anything and and I'd be interested in watching it. I can imagine from like somebody who's like you start off like doing your own thing and and you've got your own project and your own art. But then to see it kind of come to life in like an animation like this, it's probably got to be like, yo, this is this is awesome.
1: Well, I think the way that it makes it
2: legitimate. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, no, it, it, you're exactly right. It, it made it feel real, made it feel legitimate, mm-hmm. made it feel like wow, like this is this is happening, and we're super pumped for it. And I mean, they it it killed it. Diz does what it needs to do, which yeah. is kind of give like a brief background without going like into a 20 minute video of how the whole thing works.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
2: So uh, it got a lot of people's attention. I think we're at like 105,000 views on it now.
0: Oh yeah, I'm not surprised. Right yeah. on the money with that. Dude. Yeah. No
1: especially in the space, I've said that, you know, like when, when you're in the NFT space especially, let alone the crypto space, Uh, We're used to the goofy names and, you know, Jelly and Derp Birds, you know, Goofy Gophers, things like that. But especially if you're going to kind of start getting other people involved from the outside that maybe not as familiar with that or a little bit more hesitant. And you're asking them to spend maybe a couple hundred, a couple thousand dollars on things that are called Derp or Jelly. And they're like, "Uh, I don't know if I'm going to do that. But then they see something like this and it's like, this is a real deal. You know, they got real teams, real talent behind this. These aren't just people asking for a ton of money because there's hype involved it's a lot more than hype at this point uh with, with real teams and real talent i love to see it i mean and D- block owls has been one of our favorites uh since the beginning i think uh, yep. defy said that you know they've they caught our attention right away with their art and they've uh never missed uh once is, is my opinion absolutely
0: sparks 100% uh, I just wanted to shout this uh, capitalist pig over here always comes with some funny comments he said hey guys looks like TJ lost some hair Oh
2: my god
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, TJ will be here a little bit later uh, he's still with the kids so uh, but bear with us that, that, that's Love it. Um, but Yeah man so to start off um, obviously this video got people's attention like you said uh, and you guys have been kind of talking about I guess I didn't really thought about it either. I've seen, I've heard of like fractionalization. I've heard you use the example with like crypto punks where like NFTs that have gotten to a, such a ridiculous value that the normal per an average person is never going to have a chance at owning that or ha- with that much money, but you can go ahead and break that down into different, uh, pieces of that NFT. Right. So people can own a portion of it. Now with the NFT side of things, I think it's unique in the sense of you got a fr- you call it the fractionalized utility token over here. Um, yeah. Can you explain, I guess, a little bit about that? And before, uh, and then TJ, welcome back to the stream over here. <laughs> you're muted, so we'll let you <laughs> dial back in. <laughs> What's
2: up, TJ? <laughs> uh, so what was the question? So, Likewise,
0: yeah, just, yeah. so yeah, the fractionalized utility token, or the concept of maybe being the first, because it's the first that I've ever heard of, at least on Cardano, and you're saying, is this something that you've seen anywhere else? Or, and what is exactly a fractionalized utility token? Like, what does that mean?
2: Dude, I mean, I have not seen this on any chain, and I've been... I, I'm on top of a lot of the chains, like I was just talking about an ETH meme coin at the start of this. Um, you know, all I had really seen in the past was the fractionalization of NFTs, like you were saying with a CryptoPunk, mm-hmm. how you can take a specific CryptoPunk, you can divide that into a hundred pieces or a thousand pieces, and now you can own a percentage of that one specific CryptoPunk. And right. that was something I had seen in the past, like maybe for two years now. So the concept, fractionalizing an nft isn't new it's more so the concept of fractionalizing an nft to getting a project-wide utility token which i have not seen before um and it's something very cool in the sense that now all of a sudden you have this fungible token with all the pros of a fungible token, as well as having the NFT with all the pros of the NFT and pretty much solving the cons of each of them all within one system. So it's almost like this hybrid new version of a token. And that's why we call it a fractionalized utility token. I actually came up with the name with this uh, because that's what it, I don't know. It just sounded great, honestly. And it, Wait, and it kind of was the whole premise of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got a great name. And you can also use it as a, a, the foot over there. Me and TJ, I think TJ and I were going back and forth with the, you know, what the foot over what there. The just, you the can, fu- have fun, you <laughs> can have some fun with it, you know. Um, but yeah, This no, image
1: is one of my favorites, too. The way you kind of like mix them together to show like, hey, we're bringing, like, you know, the best of both worlds, especially when it comes to the uh, actual lax branding, like the way that you're bringing that in. Not only from something that's not a new project. You're not trying to release it. You've developed it along the way. Uh it just it makes me jealous that we're like, damn, it seems so obvious and smart. Not obvious because clearly someone else would have done it, but it's just like making the rest of us look bad over here. But <laughs> I you know. mean,
2: I I'm honestly surprised. Like I've never really seen it. Um and I think it's because once like, you hear without, it, yeah. Yeah. I think I think like on the technical side, it's like Like there's two, there's two things with it. Like the first thing is on the technical side of just having the tech of like, okay, you send your NFT in, you get this fungible token that NFT goes on a marketplace. Uh, and there's like some different complexities with it behind the scenes. Like our token is both on chain and off chain, and there has mm. to be like a, a whole account ledger system for that and all the security and efficiency of the transaction building. But I think one of the reasons we haven't seen it is because for it to be in the purest sense, it has to be a one-to-one, right? So yeah. you have to have. The same amount of jelly cubes as jelly chunks, and one of the diff- and there's two difficulties with this. Difficulty number one is how do you provide liquidity if you if you're already an NFT? Like there's there's a few things. One, if you're an NFT project that already came out with a utility token? You can't do this uh, mm-hmm. most likely because you already have a token. The second complexity is is how do you have the liquidity to actually provide for this without printing more tokens? Well, for us, we knew we were going to do this. So when we did our second jelly cube mint, we printed an additional 100 jelly cubes for our treasury because Mm -hmm. we knew we were going to need these jelly chunks in the future. So right right off the rip, it's like not that many projects before this idea even came out or they might have had the idea. It was too late since they didn't have enough NFTs for the idea. And then the third thing is, is you have to be. And not to pat myself on the back or anything, but you have to be a very selfless founder to even have a system like this, because there's no sale with this. We're not doing some sort of massive raise. Like we could have come out and easily raised 5 million ADA if we launched some token, like a lot of projects have done. uh, And just said, Hey, we have a big brand. We have a community. We have a higher floor. We're going to do a massive sale. And instead of deciding in the short-term benefit of, hey, let's get a free four or five million ADA from the ADA community. Uh, We instead had to be like, no, we're actually gonna self-provide the ADA and self-provide the chunks for the liquidity pool to start it off. And we're actually going to take money out of ourselves to incentivize that pool because we think that it's going to be such a revolutionary system and have so much long-term potential that it's going to pay 10, 20, 30 fold and be what's best for the community. So when you add up all those things, it's like there might have been someone in the past that had thought of the idea, but they might have not been in the situation to actually pull it off.
0: I think too, the other other thing that really makes this work is the fact that you have something desirable that people don't necessarily want to sell right like the exclusivity yes. of your uh, of the group that you have created that doesn't work unless it actually people find value in it um and mode because anybody can go create an alpha group right a quote-unquote alpha group but the second that they get something where they can get automatic free liquidity or something along those lines they feel that that price has hit a certain threshold majority of people dump it or they sell it off and they move on to the next thing, whereas most people that I've seen inside of uh, the block are like, I'm not getting rid of this thing. I've got earned way more ADA. I've gotten so much more connections, whatever it may be from the actual thing, you know, based on the sticker price that I've paid to get in. And uh, I think this doesn't work if you guys don't have that reputation, you don't have that community, you don't have that backing. Um, So obviously, you had to build that foundation first before you could do something like this, because otherwise, what you guys could have just launched and and done this, it wouldn't have made sense.
2: Dude, 100%. And the other thing with it that's interesting, what you just said is, you know, we call it the jelly standard where Mm -hmm. you're, it's almost like the gold to US dollar comparison Mm -hmm. where you're like, okay, the US dollar is backed by gold. The only way that it can be backed by gold is if the gold is worth something, right? Right. So with jelly cubes, that's like another barrier for projects is, okay, you have to actually have something that can actually hold its peg in a way and that people actually see value in outside of uh, just like a fungible token, right? Like actually having that NFT have value. So. To summarize, I don't think I'm the first person to come up with this idea per se. It's just there's so many different things that had to go into it for mm-hmm. you to be able to essentially execute on this. Right. Um, but we're excited to come out with it for sure.
0: Hundred percent. Well, I'm looking forward to it over here because we want to learn a little bit more. I know you guys have been dropping like teasers of all the different utilities, and I'm sure we'll get into some of that stuff. But so now that we kind of get the idea of like the it, it's pegged, right? So, like you said, the jelly standard. So in theory, you're you're going to be able to take these uh, jelly cubes, break them down into ten thousand chunks per for one point. I guess is the easiest way to put that over there. Uh, and then you guys are burning a ten percent fee of the uh, of that when they do that. Um, now, now, as you kind of move on from that, what are I know you guys are going to be offering different incentives for holding the jelly token itself. Um, can you answer? I guess the first question I guess we want to know over here because I'm going to get this out here uh, because TJ and I were debating about this and even Tom. If you chunk your jelly cube, are you out of the alpha group? If you only hold one.
2: So if you only hold one jelly cube, so because this is the most frequently asked thing that we've gotten yeah. is like, do you get into the alpha group? How how many tokens do you need? Stuff like that. Yep. and we can go down a, a whole rabbit hole of all these things but the the biggest and most important thing for both jelly cube holders and jelly chunk holders is making sure that jelly cubes stay valuable and that there's still the exclusivity with it mm-hmm. because if jelly cubes lose its value then so will the jelly tokens right. so it's kind of one of those things because there's this peg yes they both benefit each other but at the same time if one goes down the other one could potentially go down unless someone thought that it was undervalued and and did the swing on it, right? right? So when it comes to actual access into the group, it's important for us to not just have this open to, to way too many people, right? Especially yeah. in this market that's a lot slower. So kind of our plans for it are twofold, potentially threefold. The first part is, is that when this Jelly token goes live, We're going to have a promo period for like the first two to three weeks of when the token goes live, where if you own X amount of the token, you're going to be a BIG member. Um, I don't know what that number is going to be. I think it's going to depend a lot on how much the price per token is. uh, But this will be an opportunity for people to test out the group. The second thing we're doing is we're going to have the ability for you to purchase BIG trial passes that will last like a week at a time. And this is going to be open every so often. It's not always going to be available because we don't want it to be a situation where people just have no need for a jelly cube and they just keep buying these tokens and buying, you know. Sorry, my uh, my headphones died. Is it echoing on your guys' side at all? No, that's no. Cool.
3: good. Yeah, okay, that's great.
2: Yeah, um, but essentially we don't want it to be, sorry, that like really threw off
1: no, my you're, just... you're, man.
2: Um, <laughs> But yeah, we don't want it to be one of those things where people can just simply buy these passes every single week and have no no purpose for actually holding a jelly cube. But every right. so often, you're actually going to be able to buy an access pass. It's going to be on our Block Investment Group site where you're literally going to have these off-chain jelly chunks. You're, there might be, let's just say an example, 25 available for the month. You go on there, you purchase it, and then we have our Discord bot automatically give you the big member role and then one week later it'll automatically remove the role so it'll be completely automated um the third argument that we've had and this is something that might be the case further down the line is holding x amount of jelly token to get access and not needing a jelly cube this is something that would be further down the line if we did do it um, cause some people are arguing, Hey, if you have 10,000 jelly chunk token, that's the same thing as a jelly cube, right. uh, Can you count it as a jelly cube? Um, the issues are with that though is a bunch of people could just like chunk their three pointers and, and their two pointers. And now all of a sudden you have way more people in the group all of a sudden, cause they just sell the extra chunks. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. so this is something that we won't do in the beginning. The only time we'll do this is if in the future, we have just an astronomically high floor. And a lot of times what I've seen with D gods or CryptoPunks or board Ape is as the floor gets too high, your average member now becomes an investor mm-hmm. rather than an active community member. So right. you'll go into these discords and you'll be like the floor is 40K, why is the discord dead? It's because the people buying them are maybe CEOs of companies or they're not doing this as actively and at that point in time if you just have a bunch of investors and no one active in the discord your alpha group kind of goes away right. uh, so in a longer term plan maybe we say at that point hey our floor is way too high there's not enough active people we're going to make it so we can have more active people okay right. you have five thousand jelly chunks you can get access um, right. but that's something further down
1: I can't imagine, you know, we hear like when Bored Apes were, were at their peak and the athletes and musicians, like I doubt Jimmy Fallon was hanging out in the Discord that often. He's not. Uh, so that's definitely, a, a, again, thinking to the future um, for, the, for that side of things, especially.
3: You, you kind of answered my question for down the line, but for initially, are you guys thinking about possibly having a dynamic jelly token allocation like equal to the floor price of an actual jelly cube? So if you have... X amount of jelly token has to equal the same floor price right now, just to have access to the alpha group. This way, it kind of keeps it fair or an equal level if you're in there. So, well, if I have amount of jelly token, I can just go buy a jelly cube. Yeah, that's kind of the point. It's supposed to well, equal the, the same amount, so you can have a dynamic jelly point, token. The point
1: system would be like he said. The point system dude. doesn't work, like you said. The extra, the extra allocation would. Be. And also, but, like but they, the they said, though, it's not okay. the same as having. It's the same value. But that doesn't mean it's the same as having. You don't have a jelly. You have the same value in a jelly, but you don't actually have the jelly and that's what creates the exclusivity which gives it its value in the first place and why the the chunks can be successful in that way yeah Yeah. oversaturated some it's funny though
2: because TJ like that was actually a big like conversation that came up in the group too and just like okay what's the game theory in this how does this play out um because that that, like one of the interesting things that could happen is maybe there aren't any one-point jelly cubes in the chunked marketplace And the lowest one is a two-pointer, a three-pointer because the one-pointers get brought up. And now all of a sudden you actually need 20,000 jelly chunks in order to buy back a jelly cube. So you might have 15,000 jelly chunks and not have BIG access if you have no jelly cube. So Mm -hmm. we're thinking about these things. And like part of it is, is when you're doing something for the first time, it's like, okay, let's predict as much as we can before going in, but let's recognize that we're going to be figuring a lot of stuff out. Yeah. And when you're pioneering something, there's Mm -hmm. going to be things where you have to kind of see, okay, how does this actually play out? And then based on that, we can kind of make some minor changes and be like, okay, a lot of people in the community are suggesting this. At the end of the day, though, the big thing is like, we always have to prioritize the jelly cube community which in turn actually prioritizes the jelly token um, right. in a roundabout way, right? So it's one of those things where if the community doesn't think it's a good idea, then as the founder of the community, I'm probably not gonna do it unless I for whatever reason think that it is a good idea and they don't and I, I can't educate them or something like that, you know?
0: Yeah. My other, I think my other question to all that, too, like we said, it's a hard balance to go ahead and have, because if I was, like I said, not a multiple jelly cube holder, I was a single holder, maybe just a one pointer. What would be the incentive for me to want to chunk if I lost access to everything? Because right away I would go down to nine thousand. It wouldn't be there. I wouldn't have a personal unless I was looking for liquidity. Right. That'd be the only incentive that I would have. So I do like that where you give that choice. Like you said, if I'm in a pinch, I don't necessarily want to get rid of all my jelly. I don't want to sell the entire thing, but I don't want to, you know, I want to be potentially, you know, I'll buy some jelly here in the future and I'll get back that 10,000 or whatever it is. At least they have quick access to be able to do that versus somebody maybe who is just like, yeah, I'm done with this. I'm going to sell it and be completely out of it. Um, But yeah, that was one of my questions, how you balance that um, because there, what would the incentive be for the little guys to go ahead and do this?
2: Yeah, so we actually, so we have 800 unique holders. I think around like 45, 50% of them only have one jelly cube batch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so there's a decent amount of people that have one jelly cube. At this point in time, it would never, it would, unless you were trying to instant sell and you could get more money for your jelly chunks than what you could on JPEG store. There's no reason for a, a, someone with just one point of jelly cubes to chunk their jelly cube. Right. Um, and this is kind of, and we had brought up you know this chunking process a long time ago so people could kind of know this uh you know before hey just so you know this is how this works some people paid attention some people didn't pay attention uh, but for them they would most likely be more so a buyer of the tokens on the secondary and yeah. we're gonna have different utilities and stuff of how to use this token but not everyone is gonna need Not uh, 10,000 jelly chunks, right? They might just be like, Hey, I want to enter this special whitelist or I want to, you know, buy this piece of merch or I want to craft this thing or, oh, I want to, you know, do some of the different things we're doing. The time when you would really want a lot of jelly chunks is when we have our block pad. And I guess I can go into that sometime in this video. Yeah, Uh, but that's going to be the time where some individuals are going to be like, dang, I actually really would like to have a lot more jelly. But yeah, and and what's interesting is when you have 800 holders and you say, okay, having one jelly cube, your first jelly cube, if it's your only jelly cube, that's going to give you the most value because you get access to the group and the utility and the benefits and the, the networking, right? So, what that means is that 800 out of 2,600 jelly cubes, their jelly tokens may never see circulation ever. Right, uh, And that's what's really interesting because those jelly tokens are locked in the jelly cube. So off rip, the average jelly cubes point is actually 1.5 exactly. So okay. 800 times 1.5 is 1200 points, 1200 divided by 3900 is a- around 30%. So you're talking about right off rip, it doesn't make sense for 30% of all token of all jelly to ever be circulating. Okay. Um, so it's, it's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, I was going to say Triple Threat had a question a little earlier about that. I guess if everyone keeps chunking, we'll eventually go to zero. And I think he just answered that right there where mathematically it doesn't make sense that, you know, that that will ever happen um, right there. So that is that is an interesting thing. Although you guys do have some plans for some of that stuff that is being burned um, from what I understand, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So we have so like in the beginning, we'll probably go heavier on the burn percentage just so people can kind of see how how it can be deflationary, right? Cause like right now, we're trying to explain this process to everyone and there's a ton of information and even every space in YouTube video I've gone on, there's different information and questions that get brought up. And this has been something that luckily, luckily a uh, blessing in disguise is that I've been able to think about this stuff for a long time. Yeah. So it, there hasn't really been something I haven't really thought about yet, which has been boosting my confidence a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where We're getting these fees, right? So if you think about it, we're getting these fees. Let's say 10% from the chunking fee, right? But our strategy is like a lot of other projects out there where we're trying to create a lot of utilities for people to spend Jelly Token on. That's kind of the name of the game. But instead of trying to curb new inflation or new tokens coming in every single month from your NFT or something, Instead, we're already starting off at the max circulating supply in a sense, Mm -hmm. and everything that we do is only going to lead to deflation and and increased scarcity, which leads to increased price. So what's what's interesting is we're getting these fees, and as a project, we have to decide, okay, where can we allocate these fees to best benefit the project? Do we want to burn them so that jelly cubes and jelly is deflationary? Because if you think about it, every 10,000 jelly chunks we burn is one point of jelly cubes forever gone that will never be able to come back. Right. Um, do we want to give it for staking rewards so people might want to own more jelly cubes and stake them for rewards? Do we want a community fund where we can help kickstart different business ideas in the project? Do we want to allocate some towards the team so that we can develop more stuff and be incentivized to keep developing? Do we want to allocate some towards the liquidity pool so that we have a larger liquidity pool and have less price impact when people make bigger trades? There's right. all these different places that we can allocate these fees and it's going to be dynamic. Once again, kind of my earlier analogy of, hey, we're doing something for the first time, so we're gonna be figuring out a lot of stuff. We don't wanna put ourselves into a box and say, okay, this percent's gonna go here, this percent's gonna go here. We would much rather keep it open-ended and be able to, to adapt when the market is adapting. You mm-hmm. don't wanna get to the point where we're just burning 100% of the jelly tokens every single time. And then it really does become an issue where there's literally just not enough supply, right? Yeah. Um, and now we don't have a community. So it's, it's going to be this kind of balancing game. And we'll give a, we already bought like nine different ADA handles to kind of delegate, hey, this is where the fees are going. Uh, every month we're looking to do some sort of report that says this is the total amount of fees. This is where we're going to put it. And this is why we did what we did.
0: Yeah. Well, man, like I said, I think you guys have gotten, uh, you, you guys don't put anything past you. I think you, the research, the stuff that you depth that you guys have dove into, it, it shows um, I wanted to, I, like I said, this time's already been flying by over here, uh, get into a couple of things. I wanted to showcase real quick, because I think we did it on a live stream, uh, just to kind of what people can maybe expect uh, to see over here. This was the uh, the BigFi app uh, that was on the test net. I think we, uh, we showed off a little video you did as well about how you can get some test net uh, jelly cubes right now. Uh, and how you can actually interact with your marketplace. Is this gonna be the ecosystem where people are gonna come to, uh, for if you're a jelly cube holder, this is where you're gonna wanna go?
2: So there's gonna be two ecosystems, our on-chain yeah. ecosystem and our off-chain ecosystem. Okay. So this is going to be our main on-chain ecosystem where people can get their, uh, their jelly cubes, they can fractionalize them. We are looking to open up this tech to other projects as a service as well. Um, but like I was saying earlier in the video, it, the, the project has to be in a certain position uh, for this to make sense for them to do. But we're right. looking to open this up in the future. And what's interesting is when you actually fractionalize a jelly cube, you can select whether you want it on chain or off chain. So on this actual site here, this Big Fi site, this is where you're going to have all the all the projects that fractionalized, including Jelly. This is where you're going to have our block pad, uh, different integrations with that, our staking, um, some of the different on-chain stuff that we're looking to do as a project. The other site, BlockInvestmentGroup.com, where there's like those giveaways and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We're about to turn that into a whole entire hub of off-chain utilities because we can develop. Off-chain utility is super, super quick because it's web two. And what's really nice is instead of coding something specific to Cardano, where you're kind of locked into that code just for one chain, having an off-chain option allows it to be versatile with any chain. So God forbid Cardano doesn't gain traction or ends up being a dead chain or whatever the case is we have the ability to translate a lot of the code and a lot of the stuff we're building without needing to recode it for solana or ethereum or uh evm whatever
3: oh wow okay okay well, feel safe. Love Yeah, it. i like
0: that well uh, you kind of explained that right there and just to add uh to the question over there in the chat i said why not just stick to on-chain what's the use of off-chain and risking getting hacked
2: Yeah, so we have, um, and Wolvie and Neo would be better at answering this, the -hmm. the devs behind it, but there is a whole entire ledger account bait, like how they set it up. (laughs) I'm not even gonna get into it because I'm gonna misspeak, but how they set it up is super secure. And that's one of the reasons why this has been taking so long for them to build. Even when it comes to our block investment group site, none of the actual jelly chunks, are going to be transacting based on your account on here. What's interesting is all of this, all this site is doing is creating API calls to the actual Brave Dog servers and basically their whole entire ledger system. And whenever there's a change on here, it literally just sends the API call over to Brave Dogs and they're the ones that have the whole account based ledger system. Uh, So essentially, according to them, it's, just as secure as the actual code that is the on-chain portion of it as well.
0: I want to say recently, I went to go make a change or do something over here, just, just, just as far as security goes. Uh, one thing that I did notice is that I didn't have my two-factor authentication done over through like my Discord. And it made me go ahead and do that uh, in order to log in or do something over here. I went, I think it was when I was messing with the, one of the Big Fi. it was one of these where I had to like log in over here on my Big BigFi app. Um, And when I did that, it said, go ahead and enable two-factor authentication over here for Discord in order to use this. So that was something that I didn't have done, but in order to use your site, it made me go ahead and do that, um, which is interesting.
2: And on top of that, not only is it verifying your Discord and making sure that's two-factor, but you have to have... Uh, Google Authenticator another two-factor app as well on top of that and a pin so if someone at if someone somehow hacks your discord account they won't actually be able to uh, take any of your tokens either
0: yes yes so that way right away like you just said uh, worst case scenario somebody's in your discord they wouldn't be able to do anything until they get that code on there which is why a lot of people use that two-factor so yeah no that's that's really good interesting stuff over there um i did want to just say uh this this worked really smooth by the way uh the marketplace that you guys have on the test net and being able to like just buy and sell these things uh the sales the you know stuff coming through over here it works super super fast so that makes me excited uh you know the, the brave dogs team has been crushing uh all this tech for you guys so we'll give them a huge huge nod uh for everything that they've done and i can imagine you guys are pretty happy with that too
2: Oh, dude, they've been killing it. And I've been telling people on all the calls, like, make sure to check out Brave Dogs. They've been doing an awesome job. Um, Yeah. And and these guys are very, very talented. Oh, Um, so it's It's awesome working with them and I have a lot of confidence in everything they build. And I do want to say, like, when it comes to hacks, this is also something that you have to be aware of just in crypto space in general. It doesn't matter if you're doing smart contracts, if you're doing server-based code, if you're doing off-chain, there's always a chance of there being some sort of hack. And your job is to hopefully make sure that doesn't happen. But that's just a risk that we have in general. And you see it all the time, these different hacks on smart contracts, on all these places. It's It's one of those things where even people will have a false sense of security sometimes when it comes to smart contracts, Mm -hmm. when in reality, all of that code is actually on chain for anyone to see. Uh, Even if you don't open source it or not, everyone can see that code. And it just takes one vulnerability that you weren't aware of, like MinSwap at the very beginning, Uh, when they actually got saved by wing riders and then wing riders they actually had gotten hacked and this is just on cardano and other chains it's a lot more rampant and we hope and we're trying our best to make sure that never happens to us but that is always one of the risks whenever you're developing anything in general
0: yeah well like i said it's it's like i said education is a huge thing and um it's nice that you guys are kind of pushing the security portion of that and just kind of like teaching people as they go because a lot of people are kind of lost when they get started over here um, but then just to dive into some last, uh, utilities here for this jelly tokens, obviously, uh, outside of just being able to sell it. Uh, one of the things that you guys shared recently over here was the mini game, uh, aspect of this. Can you give me a quick little overview? It looks like you guys have your first, uh, mini game over here. Was this jelly sweeper you're calling it?
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. This is, uh,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we already did like a little tournament for this, which is where the video came from. So that's why it was like, uh, a, a little, um, backdated when you listen to it but yeah it's like a mix between titanic and not titanic uh battleships, battleships and minesweeper yeah so it's kind of cool like one of the things that we're hoping to do is just this is a lot more of the fun stuff where it's like hey let's have like some different little mini games and different ways you can actually spend your token but in this you actually have five jelly cubes that you place on your board and then you also place three mines and the enemy is doing the same thing, so it's a turn by turn thing, and you actually oh, can get cool. notified by Discord, which is cool. Um, so, yeah, if they find your five jellies first, you lose. If okay. they hit your three mines first, they lose. If you hit their three mines, you lose. If you hit that's their five good. mines, you—I mean, <laughs> five jellies—you win. Um, so it's cool, like when, uh, and we're actually about to do an, uh, another tournament for this and you see, you'll actually get notified when it's your turn. There's a time limit to it, but there's going to be one V one battles where you can actually wager jelly chunks against someone. So you can be like, Hey, I'm gonna put a hundred jelly chunks on this match. Uh, yeah. and someone can join you, but we're all, we also have tournaments where we actually did a 256 person tournament where it literally had uh, eight rounds of brackets and what's cool is you can automatically give different prizes depending on what round people got to so what we did is anyone that had gotten to round four automatically got a whitelist to the next mystery chest uh which was our season three mystery chest so projects are going to be able to do this in the future too and they can be like hey Uh, the entry fee for this tournament is gonna be a hundred jelly chunks. Whoever gets first place gets uh a jelly cube NFT. Or hey, like 90% or 50% of the prize goes to first place, 40% goes to second place, uh, 10% goes to third place. So there's gonna be ways to automatically set this up with NFTs, with crypto, with jelly chunks. And we're hoping that we can get uh, like sponsors, like let's say Cardano Crocs Club wanted to sponsor the tournament for the month. We can actually change out the pieces for Crocs and we can have like their info on the side. So it can even be like an advertising thing as well.
0: Right, That's so this neat. is all automated inside of there too. So eventually like, will this stuff automatically go to the wall, is this part of the on-chain stuff or is this part where you can develop faster where hey, it's maybe account based and tied to like off-chain things?
2: So the entry is off-chain jelly chunks. Okay. What's cool though is basically there's an API call that brave dogs are making where whenever there's like an NFT prize, for example, they would have to send that NFT into a wallet. And then that wallet, whenever we say, Hey, this is the person that won, it would send a brave dogs. Hey, send this NFT to this guy. Okay. Um, so that's, what's cool about it. You can still have on-chain prizes. Simply because there's like this API call that says, hey, do yeah. this. This person won.
0: Dude, that's uh, it's pretty detailed, but I understand a little bit. More. It makes a little bit more sense of why you would have on and off chain uh, things like that. Because like you said, you're able to develop things a little bit faster. But the mini game thing is interesting, right? Because like I know you use this as an example, but say there's a whitelist or something like that for a project. They want to go ahead and uh, do a little tournament or whatever. It's fun to have like these games to go ahead and participate. It's all done through the chain, through Discord. Uh, to be able to do that so i think that's a fun way to go ahead and participate like that uh another thing you guys mentioned over here um actually inside of that was the um like actual spending i uh for i guess we'll talk about it right here is the block pad right uh, where you I got the name and uh, the block pad keeps first. on giving just
1: using block and, and you can, oh, yeah, you've gotten so many puns out of that but man that it just keeps on giving because it's like there can't be more And then the block pads like oh, it's great.
0: But- well, I love this, too, because, right, you use the example of uh, maybe new projects that you guys are bringing into the ecosystem through this this launchpad, uh, essentially. But being able to incentivize people who hold Jelly uh, to get certain wait lists or spend it to go ahead and potentially enter a raffle uh, to get that. Like, can you explain maybe a little bit more what is the blockpad, like on an overview? And then what are some of the things you'll be able to do in it?
2: yeah so this um this is like the big thing that we're doing like if there's a reason to own jelly more than just like fractionalized ownership of jelly cubes uh like the block pad is the number one thing that we're working on um i have you guys ever like experienced like a, a launch pad on like another chain like a bsc pad or Vellis pad or anything like that
0: hmm no, I mean, but we know familiar,
1: people not with... actually experienced as in, you know, engaged ourselves, I think.
0: We know
3: uh, people either. that have done it on the Yeah, B-pad. the BSD yeah. side. BSD yeah, know, I know. I mm-hmm.
2: yeah, so to kind of give a quick explanation, because this hasn't happened on Cardano for some reason, really. Um, the way most that well, it might have happened with Card Starter, but they didn't really they didn't really execute, but they're doing things a little bit differently. Uh essentially the way like these launch pads work is is they're like hey you're a project that's coming out an nft project or like a new cardano DeFi app or something like that right and you might not have all the pieces you might not have someone that can help you with marketing get exposure know how to build a community maybe you're missing out on some information maybe you're looking to connect with someone that can make graphics or can be a moderator in your discord or, all, or whatever the case is there's all these aspects of a project Um, And then they also need like technical needs, right? Like actually minting the NFTs, distributing them, minting the token, all of that stuff. So essentially what a Launchpad does slash incubator is they say, hey, we're gonna give you guys exposure. We're gonna help you launch your project. We're gonna help put you on YouTube. Uh, connect you with the right people. And we're even gonna handle the technical side of this too, where we can mint your project and distribute everything and make sure the funds are good and all this stuff, right? And that project is like, wow, you know, the block group, that's a really big deal for me to get all this exposure. I'd really like to partner with them. We can partner with Brave Dogs as well to handle the minting tech, I trust them. They've done a good job on the mints, whatever the case is. So essentially they wanna launch with us. Our whole premise with our project is that we're hoping, especially in next bull run, whether it's our YouTube channel that has a lot more views, whether it's our brand that's a lot bigger, whatever the case is, we're hoping that we're going to be in a position where a lot of people see the value in wanting to launch with us. Essentially, the way these other launch pads work is they would traditionally have a token. Let's say the Vellispad token, Vpad, I think it was called, for example, and they would have tiers and they would have... Oh, you have to have at least 20,000 V pad for tier one, 50,000 V pad for tier two, 100,000 V pad for tier three. And what would happen is in the bull run, there were so many high quality projects or so many hype projects that were doing well in the secondary that wanted to essentially get exposure from a block pad. So they would give a percentage of their tokens at a really cheap price to the launch pad as a compensation for their service and essentially what the 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 launch pad would do is they would say hey depending on your tier of how many tokens you hold you're going to get an allocation of being able to buy this new project that's coming out at a really discounted rate right And what would happen is that these tiers would just get so expensive To the point where you might have needed $20,000 just to be in a tier one, simply because all of these new projects you could get in at a very cheap price, you could get a guaranteed allocation, and you knew you could make money from that project. There are some flaws with this, though. Like that whole entire, oh, you need X amount of token in order to be able to get into the allocation, was a too big of a barrier to entry. And a lot of these launch pads were just not very sustainable with how they did their tokenomics. What we're doing and our main focus with the block pad is being a launch pad and incubator on Cardano and hopefully beyond, but your jelly token is going to be able to be spent in order to get these allocations of different projects that are onboarded. So whether that's a fungible token or whether that's an NFT, you're essentially going to be able to pay Jelly token and you're going to get an allocation in whatever project we're launching. And the premise is, is by getting that guaranteed allocation, you can spend less dollars of Jelly and be able to get more dollars of profit in whatever token or whatever NFT that you're able to get because of the allocation. Um, yeah. Okay. So to kind of like give an example here, because I know that was a lot without a visual, let's say mystery chest or 50 ADA mint, and they're going for 100 ADA. The premise right now is that if you bought for 50 and you could sell for 100, you made 50 ADA. Well, what if I told, so anyone would do that. You can make an easy double
0: up.
2: So what if I told you, okay, you still have to pay 50 ADA for the mystery chest, but I'm going to sell you a whitelist spot for 20 ADA. So now you're in it for 70 ADA you would still do it because you're still making 38 ADA. You're, you could still sell this mystery chest for hundred and make 38 ADA. So the premise with this is because we're able to provide so much value to other projects, because you're, we're able to give so much exposure because we're hoping, and I think you guys will be there too, to have tens of thousands or maybe hundreds of thousands of subscribers in the next bull run and, and really be in an amazing position, right? We're thinking that we can lock in these amazing projects. We're going to ask them in return to give us NFTs for sale at a discounted price. And people are now going to be able to spend their jelly token on getting these allocations. So it's really cool because we might have a project that gives us a thousand whitelist spots and we might say, okay, guys, we're going to have 500 winners of, of, of this project, right? If you win with your jelly token, you're going to get two whitelist spots. We divided the 1,000 whitelist spots they gave us by two, 500 winners, two whitelist spots. Okay, top 500 bidders in our auction are going to win this win this allocation. So now people are bidding with jelly. So the top 500 bidders at the end of the week are going to get these two whitelist spots. So let's say, you know, it all of a sudden goes to 108 worth of jelly. Well, now they got their guaranteed two NFTs to mint. Maybe those NFTs costed another 100 ADA. So now they're in 200 ADA, but they were okay with that because those NFTs are going to go for 200 ADA each. So they just made 200 ADA. So what's cool is this jelly token is being used as a way to access really hyped up NFT and fungible token projects at a discounted rate, as well as being guaranteed an allocation when you expect that that specific NFT or that specific fungible token is going to do very well. And the better the job that we can do at hyping and building the team around whatever project we're launching, the more jelly people are willing to spend because they think that the profit is going to be higher. If an NFT is minting for hundred and sells for 200, okay, that's a hundred ADA. Maybe people are willing to spend 78 ADA worth of jelly in order to get that. But if we can put our resources in and now people think that NFT is going to go for 400, but they're able to get it for 100, they might be willing to spend 258 ADA worth of jelly token. Right. That jelly token cost us nothing because they're still giving the project the ADA to mint the NFT. Right. So now what can we do with that jelly? We can burn it. We can stake it. We can have a team allocation. This is where things get very interesting because mm-hmm. one project, could have 400,000 ADA worth of jelly spent on it in a bull run. And now that 400,000 ADA worth of jelly, let's just say we burn that, that could be eliminating 30 jelly cubes out of circulation forever, all in one drop. Um, Now I can can only
3: assume you're not accepting every project that... No, 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 no. To have that kind of a guarantee where you think it's going to at least double up like that, you have to kind of do a lot of research on the product to see you know what i think this will be successful i think it really will do at least a 2x right off rip
2: yes that and that's going to be one of the biggest things we're not going to be like this is not something where any project can go they've got a docs to me they've honestly got to go on a youtube video uh where they're showing their face ideally there might even be things we were talking about it where they don't even get all their mint funds right away like their mint funds are going to be vested where they don't get it all over yeah. right away. So it's like, if you guys aren't actually doing what you said you were doing, then we're going to refund this ADA back to holders. Like we've I even uh, are the people that minted holders, whatever the case is. Um, so it's going to be one of those like premium services. And it, it we don't want to just do it for anyone because this is one of those things where it's not like, it's not like you come to us. And you say, hey, I want to mint. And we're like, okay, in two weeks, we'll see you. Just send us the art. We'll mint you and, and take our 10%. Yep. Yeah. This is, hey, we're sitting down on calls to make sure that you guys are knowing what you're doing and that you guys have the right resources to succeed. And yes, there's gonna be some projects that end up rugging, unfortunately. There's gonna be some projects that don't end up performing well, but we're gonna do everything in our power to make sure that you have the resources and information and networking and branding and exposure you need to actually be able to succeed. And for that, like, it takes a lot. Like, And it it takes a lot. There's not many projects that we would actually wanna onboard, but the ones that we onboard we think we will have five times the amount of impact as us doing like five projects that we probably shouldn't have minted.
3: Yeah. Is this kind of like an evolution of your your doxing service that you offer initially? Is this kind of like making this better in a sense, having your own pad and now you're kind of doing the research on all these projects?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, people can look at that. I mean, because it's like one of those things and I'm sure you guys feel the same way, like you don't want to ever tell your community or people that follow you, hey, this project's great, and then it rugs or something like that. Yeah. Like yeah. It, and it happens, right? Yeah. Like, you mm-hmm. want to financial
0: advice. All yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But
2: you 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 want to give them uh you you wanna I, I wanna like if I'm putting my name behind something, like I wanna make sure that we're at least doing the best we can. And that's what's crazy that's with weird. like our doxing service in the beginning. The idea and and it's uh and its premise was very pure. But the moment that I saw that it wasn't actually effectively doing what I wanted it to do and that it was actually causing more damage than good, I was like, hey, we gotta cut this out because there's not enough, there's not an ability for me for at $100 for me to hop on 50,000 calls a week and, and, yeah. and, and do yeah. all this stuff. But if it's one project or a couple projects that we're the ones minting and we're having these daily calls, now all of a sudden this is a different situation.
3: Like you said, premium service, right? So they're going to be paying a little bit more of a premium price. So you're going to expect them to carry themselves in a different way versus the $100 customer versus, let's say, the $2,000 customer. You know what I'm saying? So just you're getting a more of a quality team and project.
0: You want a partner, too. You want somebody that's actively working with you guys to, to succeed, not just be yeah. like, hey, we paid you. Now do all of this work for us. Exactly. That, isn't, that never sustains. Oh, that one long sounds time. a
1: lot easier to me. I like
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> like, right? I, I mean, I like the idea. Though, where you have, you like, can
1: have 10% if it succeeds, I guess. I don't know. Just give me the rest of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I do like the idea of like you guys should consider that, right? Of like having like a time vesting schedule, or um, like in construction we use the we use the term retainage over there, where they you know you don't until you finish whatever is obligated in your contract, you hold back whatever x amount percent until they ex- execute that contract, and then you pay the final that's amount. a great on that. idea. Because um, yeah. that way, like you said, you got something, you got something to hold on to them in case they don't execute or they're they're moving way slower or not agreeing to what they originally said. So that, yeah, that's you hold people problem. accountable.
2: There's no accountability. Like, there's no accountability. You get 100% of your money immediately. Like, when Mm -hmm. we look at these different fungible tokens, it's like, Hey, our tokens are vested over 20 months or 24 months. And like, when it comes to NFTs, it's like, hey, you're going to give us a hundred percent of the money right away. And now we have no incentive.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know,
2: they are like, you know, you're way too
0: trusting in the beginning. I think we've learned a lot. And I mean, if you treat it like a business at the end of the day, just because we're in web three, doesn't mean that you can't like standard business practices don't apply. Um, You know, like that, there is a reason some of these models work and the companies make millions and billions of dollars a year. Um, So I mean, it makes sense. You treat it like a business um you know you have a lot better uh, six more of a better chance for success uh, long term over there versus just a quick hype and like i said next bull run nobody even knows who you are anymore
1: and we saw but. that on some other blockchains where people started facing actual you know criminal charges actually you know when it got to a high enough level where it was like oh this isn't just a little silly thing you got a couple thousand people st- you know th- thousand dollars on some scams and there there's people ended up getting like prosecuted stuff across some other blockchains because of you know, the shady stuff they were doing. So it gets pretty real, really fast
3: too. Not Logan Paul for whatever 11. reason, but no, it, <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. yeah.
0: yeah, you gotta be the elite. If you're making money and you know, they don't want to see you go away. Um, <laughs> but no, man, uh, I mean, i be, mean, obviously you've got a ton of stuff that you guys are, are building right now, but I don't know how you guys stay focused on one thing, but I'm interested to see how the utility portion of this goes. So if somebody like ourselves over here maybe i don't have a jelly cube at the moment but i'm looking to get in my best where where should i be looking should i be looking on a dex or are you guys going to be offering liquidity through there on like a specific one or are you guys going to be going or coming to your app like where would i be looking for jelly if i was not a jelly cube holder
2: yeah so we actually we haven't announced it yet but i'll give okay. some alpha like we're partnering with dex hunter okay um so we're that. actually gonna have dex hunter on our site Nice. Um, so oh, wow. you're going to be able to, That's you're going to be awesome. able to go to our, our, site and be able to buy jelly chunks using Dex Hunter. Okay. Uh, we're going to add our liquidity and we'll have like whole release details. We're going to add our liquidity to MintSwap. um, what we're doing. And this is man, like st- if you're listening, stay tuned for like an actual release detailed document, Okay, because when you're actually buying this token, you gotta be careful guys. Because the circulating supply at first is pretty small. Like mm-hmm. we're pairing 150,000 ADA with 150,000 ADA worth of jelly chunks into a liquidity pool on MintSwap. Right. So this is more of a smaller pool. What we're also doing though is we're taking in an additional 50,000 ADA worth of jelly chunks. We're setting up a yield farm for three months on MintSwap. Okay. And what this does is we mapped it out based on this APR that people would get because of all this ADA worth of jelly within a compressed amount of time. Essentially, we think we're gonna get over 700,000 to a million ADA worth of liquidity in this pool based on the APRs. Um, And this will help us in our first three months when we're the most volatile. It'll help reduce the price impact. The going to? yeah.
0: Sorry, was there an incentive for anybody to stake their jelly? well i know you maybe haven't announced any of that yet but will that be uh so to kind of lock it away for it without it being so volatile in the beginning
2: so right now we have our thing called block drops where people can stake their jelly cubes if they have at least eight points and we're actually going to have like a v2 block drops that comes out this year that i actually like the, the system way better Okay, um, and i don't know why i didn't do this earlier
0: <laughs> um but yeah, yeah so, no, I'm not too busy you know yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: But basically, though, the, the, the warning I'm giving, though, is you got to realize, guys, that let's say uh, Jelly Cube Force 5,000 ADA. Okay, well, we're going to release our LP at, uh, you know, 0. 0.5 ADA per token. Because right. 0.5 ADA per token times 10,000 is, let's say, 5,000 ADA. So right. this is where the equilibrium is, right? If all of a sudden this token and everyone starts buying it and it goes to 0. 0.15 that would mean that the floor of a jelly cube should be 15,000 ada. Yeah. So you got to realize that if that happens, there there's either going to be a couple things that happen. One, someone with a bunch of jelly cubes could be like, "Oh my god, I can sell jelly cubes at 15,000 ada a jelly cube." They're going to chunk their jelly cubes and they're just going to dump the token, right? Yeah. The other thing that could happen is if there's a lot of buying pressure and there's not enough people chunking their jelly cube because they don't want to. And they don't and they only have one jelly cube or something like that, or they're a diamond hander and they don't want to sell jelly chunks. Then essentially what would happen is people would start sweeping the marketplace JPEG store from Jelly Cube NFTs until there was an equilibrium again. Right. Um what's interesting without getting too crazy is like okay, a jelly cube, 5,000 ADA, one person needs 5,000 ADA. This is like a really shitty barrier to entry, right? It's expensive. Most people can't get into that. What's interesting is if 10 people bought 500 ADA worth of jelly chunks, that would be equivalent to a jelly cube being bought on JPEG store. Mm -hmm. Because What would happen is if someone decided to chunk that jelly cube after someone bought 5,000 ADA, they then sold those jelly chunks the floor, the price of jelly, the token would now be the same as if before someone had bought that five thousand ADA worth of jelly token. Right. So what's really interesting is all of a sudden, because of this fractionalized ownership, like uh, the hunt token, for example, has about 2,700 holders right now. We're tapping into a, a larger market, uh, a market of DeFi people that have never owned a jelly cube and have never had exposure. So all of a sudden, if someone bought like hundred thousand ADA worth of jelly chunks, I actually looked at it. That would be equivalent to them sweeping 19 jelly cubes on JPEG store. Um, So it's, it's very interesting. This dynamic, I'm just bringing this up. If the token price is crazy, just always remember to times it by 10,000. And that's how much the floor price of a jelly cube is. Uh, So if it's way too out of range, you've got to be a little bit more careful. And that's like just the warning I want to put out there for people. There's this arbitrage that will happen. Don't go in with unlimited slippage and just get burned by buying the token way too high, essentially. Right.
0: Man, uh that's oh, a lot God, to think right about. Again. There's a lot of play there. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a whole bunch of different ways like that that interacts with each other now that it's linked to each other like that, As opposed that
0: to one just more being, time? like high delight. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> dude
2: imagine trying to figure this
0: out i can imagine like all the like scenarios you guys got to play out to like think about like how this is going to work but like you said at the end of the day if the project is successful in a sense that the way you guys have built it it should in theory uh level out there may be like small like arbitrage opportunities like you're saying but in theory people they should balance out pretty quickly uh the people who are obviously smart with that stuff are going to you know make a little are going to be doing you know they make their money but that's that's usually how it happens anyway um you know shout out to brave dogs over in the chat man. They're, they're, over there <laughs> uh, It's a boring chat over there everybody wants to we need to get a little battle going over there uh man that would be fun to be able to do like little like bounties or something like that where you could like in, inside a chat like have little like i don't know like you said little one v ones or stuff you can like integrate your youtube into that with brave dogs um or you could have like little giveaways or little things like that that could you, know, you could hey spend X jelly token uh, by connecting your YouTube account or something like that. Uh, I don't know. Dude, that
2: would be cool. Uh,
0: hey, we're just throwing ideas out there, man. Uh, <laughs> well, that's yeah, so the thing.
1: This gets this gets us excited hearing this kind of stuff is how it can apply even further. So if you start running with it. That sounds awesome. Especially, I mean, we've been waiting for a couple of games within the space here so we could even play each other. Um, so I could definitely see us playing some. Uh, you know, trying to take down some of TJ's jellies and have them hit all <laughs> my mines. That'd be hilarious. I Watching that my live on stream play out would be, it's got so much potential for some
3: good entertainment. Just can like, can I, I change the God, amount of mines? Because I used to change it yeah. to 10 back then, win every time with one click. <laughs> oh my
2: gosh. I'm sure we'll have like some custom stuff in V2 and V3. This Once is it gets like,
3: going, yeah, exactly. Once you
2: can yeah.
1: see that where like it can work out after yeah. just moving some, that'd be so much fun.
0: <laughs> man. um wow man I, I think like i said i'm looking forward to it now so keep an eye i love the fact that you guys are, are going to be working with uh with dex hunter over there i, I love all the stuff that they're in the speed at which they're developing so that's that's an Crazy. awesome thing to see love that man um and on top of that so when can we expect this we're getting halfway through it says october 23 or are we still expecting it in october
2: yeah i mean we're hoping like maybe the 30th um okay I, I, that's ideal we've actually not had any issues on testnet which scares the hell out of me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like, it works like so it, smooth man like you just yeah, doing you guys are supposed to be
1: out here breaking it right like we need to figure out where the problems are before they happen
2: I mean dude it's funny cause like uh like if you work with me uh you you'll know that everything goes wrong <laughs> yeah like I've got like at least 10 people that can tell you that um so this has been smooth. This has that's, been smooth. And like I think like Neo and Wolvie at Brave Dogs, they're just such good devs. I think they might have even surprised themselves on this one. But uh,
0: it, yeah. It's amazing. I mean, I, I can tell you everything I've ever used from Brave Dogs and on the site uh, has done really well. And that yeah. test net was surprisingly, I didn't have any issues at all. Swapped everything right away. It was in the wallet in two seconds. Was able to go ahead and buy it and, and move around like it was like working like it had been there for months. So really cool stuff um but yeah man i i don't know if the, anybody's got any last uh, questions over here for block when it comes to to jelly out here so keep an eye towards the end of the month um and obviously there's going to be more than just uh you know profiting off the jelly token itself uh so looking forward to seeing how you guys come up with like innovative ideas uh, on top of what we just discussed tonight
2: yeah and um sorry for frying your guys's brains with
1: all this yeah no, dude <laughs> this is what we love it's this is so, what it's all it's about. With deep dive man think about for a couple days here
0: absolutely like i said it, too, it just makes you think about it too and it's always mm-hmm. it's just man like there's so much stuff that's being done on this chain and, and and like i said the innovation compared to where we were two years ago when we started this man it's it's incredible it's the
1: people going we love it
0: there you go hey he said uh are you all are you holding your dogs over there Ooh. Oof, oof. Uh, over there i don't know i gotta check which wallet i have uh i gotta see where mine's at to be honest with you i definitely flipped one uh when we first got going i gotta be i'll be honest with you. i don't even know if i still have one um so i need to go double check oh that oh my
2: <laughs> gosh i'm terrible I,
0: i'm a dj when it comes back to that i like to try to like buy once like stuff settles down after like a month or two um when but you i've you see, seen... have that where the hype in the
1: beginning you know we've been in the space longer there's uh there's a few that you know some of us maybe sold out early on jelly cubes and then we're correction you're expecting and it took uh, off the, you know really high numbers so you
3: just, yeah uh,
2: you guys are gonna say all three of you slept on jelly cubes i didn't sleep
3: bro. on i was just doing the, i was trying to buy in cheaper and it definitely <laughs> did the opposite of my idea if I was gonna happen
0: dude yeah i'll i'll tell you i'll tell you what i just i it's Quickly. one of those ones where i was in and i went heavy I just thought I was thinking short-term on stuff. And that's, that's just. what I was man. thinking
3: too. I thought it would have a little correction. I was going to buy it back in cheaper than what I sold it for then ride that way to the top again. And then that did not happen it at all. It just kept, kept going and that. going.
2: You guys will all get a friends and family cube though when we come out with it, which is I'm like i I'm holding a- the
1: shit yeah. out of that one.
2: No, I, 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 I'm still, I still know that you guys are owed one. I, I like I told the community once we hit ten thousand eight floor, if we can get there, we'll uh that'll be a good time to release it. Cause it just hasn't been a good time to release them because you know we had our second mint and then after our second mint, obviously we doubled the supply. So the floor was just trending down. But now that we're starting to bounce back up, it makes more sense to to bring them in again. So we'll have them we'll have them uh i, really I don't know when do we'll have them but hopefully experience. like in it, the next six months
0: whenever the time comes we'll go ahead we'll schedule up another call we'll <laughs> see all the new stuff that's been done yep. we'll look at the new artwork from block owls and we'll have this new conversation uh every time hopefully like i said we can do this like i said the last time we spoke was five months ago which actually isn't that bad compared to some of the ones we've done in the past i think we just did like dave it was literally a year ago uh, mm-hmm. And it flies by so quick, dude. I was going
3: to say, if it, if it doesn't feel like it's been that long, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but we definitely need to get you on like a podcast or something, too. Not even just the live stream. Yeah, just, just be
0: about anything. Yeah, it's not just, obviously, I'm sure you get exhausted talking about your own stuff so much uh, over here. And sometimes it's nice to kind of kick back and just see what else is going on inside the space.
3: I did want to ask you though, kind of pivot, kind of pivot to that question, Tommy, what you just said, how has it felt from starting the project to now? Cause I know in the beginning, you know, you're a content creator, starting a project. Now you're, you're full throttle business project creator mode. Like how has that transition been for you?
2: Dude. I mean, I think it's like being a project founder in this space, like is very unique. I, I would say like the biggest thing is I've been able to handle anxiety better throughout the process. It's kind of interesting, like the mental health aspect of being a project founder, especially like a project founder, when you're like putting your face on something, yeah. uh, because this space, there's so many projects that fail. It kind of feels like you always have a fire on your ass uh, where you always have to build and develop. And it becomes sometimes it's hard. Like you look at other projects like, Oh man, like what could we do? And you know, and I, I think it's one of those things too. You just have so many people counting on you. Yeah. I I, I, like, especially in the beginning, I really felt the weight of responsibility and it was like pretty heavy because most of like, My, you know, different businesses I've done, like stuff like that. It's always been like solopreneur for the most part. Like maybe I had a couple people help me out here now and then to do some stuff. But it was always like mostly a one man team. And the big transition with like owning a project is now all of a sudden you have 800 people that are counting on you, that Mm -hmm. are believing in you. And like some people, they're here for a quick buck and they just want you to release something to pump their bag. And, you know, that's how it, you know, like that's just how it goes. But mm-hmm. it's one of those things I really felt, especially in the beginning, just like how much weight and responsibility I had. Like yeah. I had people counting on me. I had people that are believing in me, that trust me, that care enough about me to put money where their mouth is. And they're like, yo, I believe that you're going to be able to do something with this. And having that amount of faith and trust on you uh, is like a heavy weight because you want to deliver and you want to be like, sure. yeah, like you you were right to believe in me. Um, yeah. And it, when most projects fail, that's it's very hard to do. And your your things get delayed and, you're, and because it's a newer space, it's hard to find people that know how to do certain development and you're trying to operate within this budget and I I would just say like the big thing for me is over time, like I've gotten a lot better with just like understanding the responsibility, but not letting it weigh me down and realizing like, I just got to try my best to do what I can.
3: And go Uh, at your own pace, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I think too, like for project founders, I think for all projects, it's it's like, Our community, or communities in general, NFT market. It's like everyone's always thinking, "That's awesome. That's coming out. All right, but what's next? Like that's always probably the question. Well, what's next after this? When do you do this? All right, what's next? So I feel like I think for you specifically, you've done a great job this past whole year with your project. I mean, it just shows all the partnerships you developed throughout this year and other people and the connections that you've made that even make this project that much better. So, you know, hats off to you for how well you've succeeded so far this past year.
2: And and that's another thing that's hard on a quick note is just this feeling of like, you just keep having to do more. Like you get something done. What's next? You do something and it's not enough. Right. And I've heard like I've talked to Dave about this and I've even heard like uh, Frank from D Gods and Utes talk about it. But this endless cycle of, oh, keep coming out with more stuff to keep pumping the bag and keep it. It's unsustainable. You know, at some point, people have to be in it for more than making money. They have to be in it because they want to be a part of it and they understand and want to be a part of that vision or the product and really use the product. And not just be in this situation of, oh, release another thing that's hype, you know, and we see this, we just see this all the time. And like hype is still such a big part of this space. So sometimes you've got to play the game a little bit, but that's like another another thing that you you can't let it weigh on you, especially when people are like, oh, why don't you do this? Or why don't you do that? Or why are you not doing this? And it's like, guys, like just trust the process here, you know?
1: Even in cases where, like, the floor has taken off from the initial mint to, you know, let's say even, uh, you know, the biggest one um, <clears throat> and the Apes. When, when you see them get to that level and everyone's buying in later and they're like, all right, what are you going to do now? It's like, what do you mean? Yes. We, did, we we made it already. I did what I said, you know, I, I everyone should have been happy. I made it worth a ton of money. As far as you buying in later, wherever you bought in, it's not necessarily something we're going to continue to provide more and more and more. Uh, when we think we were already successful we were at a successful level you just bought it at the top
0: yeah. well i think too the the if you can provide something that is worth holding on to the value of holding on to it is worth more than selling it you're in a good spot uh, and it makes people think because like you said if you're a product you're a service you're a group like that access should be worth more than just offloading it. it's great to know that you can offload it for that if you really want to but holding on to it potentially provides more value than you just offloading it. Exactly. And I think you've cultivated that well with mm-hmm. what you've done. And that's a hard Absolutely. thing to do. Cause I, I always, you know, we've heard to hear the term alpha groups, all this stuff, that's a nice concept, but what really, uh, is driving the value there. And you guys have really formed a really strong community, uh, have been able to get the research to be able to make really good plays. And I've seen, I love the success stories inside your discord and seeing that, when people post those kind of things because mm-hmm. it's a good like testimony to the product and service that you got it, it's a successful product and buying into it is something that you know you can benefit from potentially if you use it you know so
3: we're, big hat we're about you about. The best marketing that's for sure so when you see that, yeah. that just make it even better
0: yep so yeah, man. I, I mean, it's been great to get to, like I said, see it from the start with the UC before, before and now uh, after everything has been built. And I'm sure we'll continue to have these talks as long as we uh, both keep doing this. So honored uh, to have you on tonight and uh, real, get a chance to talk about this
3: real quick. I'm loving the spam in the chat. Keep it coming. Yo, <laughs> where What's, what's this game, game, game that uh, Brave Dogs has got everybody playing? We got a numbers game going on.
0: We used to do this when we first <laughs> didn't know how to do giveaways. We'd be like, "All right, put a number in the chat," and everybody they'll just spam a bunch of crap over uh, there.
2: Uh, how do you do? How do you do giveaways on StreamYard? Is there like a button you can press? We
0: we do it so, so that we have Nightbot, Nightbot inside mm-hmm. of YouTube, and Nightbot we're okay. able to log into separately. And we usually will do like an exclamation point and then a keyword after that, and it'll pull everybody inside the comments uh, to be able to like that are eligible. And then you just run the giveaway, and it actually pops up right in chat. It's actually kind of nice. Uh, but we, it took us a long wow. while to figure that out. <laughs> we, we've, we've First time, and way. we were
1: on older computers at the time. I, I don't yeah. even think it was on StreamYard maybe at the time. Maybe. maybe Restream? Yeah, restream, uh, restream. Yeah. and I think, yeah, time was like, yeah, let's just have people guess numbers. And our. We, we said tracked. like
3: 1 through 100. We froze. Like, we completely Bro, froze. This is also was unlimited
1: guesses, so people just spam chat so hard that it completely crashed us like on our end. Our computers couldn't even handle it oh yep. my gosh we
3: but had like yeah. 20 viewers you said guess one to 100 so i would just spammed every number they could think of one to 20 and i have like 20 people in there so it's a good time <laughs> hey just chat.
1: like you know you're saying we're learning along the way too you know it's just something <laughs> we've never done before and you gotta you gotta start somewhere right
3: you
0: gotta have some fun with it man and that's one thing we've always tried to keep and uh engaged is this, this the community shout out to everybody who's over here in chat that are participating because we would not be doing this if we had nobody to talk to um it would not be fun to keep just logging on every week and have it, you know just regurgitating the same stuff to, to ourselves so shout it out it always to sounded episode. so
1: cheesy to hear creators say that but i mean now you know kind of being on the other side we don't you know necessarily we're not getting we're not shroud getting 15 20 000 viewers per stream <laughs> But definitely uh you know if it was just me on our other tab watching it from youtube and just us talking to my youtube channel then it'd be uh no fun so everyone being in here definitely uh, makes it worth it otherwise we wouldn't keep going yeah. back
0: like that yeah Enjoy. shout out to shout out to the communities too man that's one thing yeah. i will say is you know the founders and the people the communities that roll tight together um and that's a big shout out to like i said your your community it was nice seeing you and dave on the stream the other day because it was like there was over like I, I don't know maybe like 100 uh viewers over on the live stream so you don't see that too often on the cardano side of things over on the youtube anymore so that's mm-hmm. just a testament to both of the communities so in it.
3: this bear market that's that's really cool to see yeah
0: so it sounds like nothing to you. We were talking about, hey, you got 100 people watching live. And I'm like, that's really not much. But you think about it like next bull run, like there's going to be thousands of people that are watching at a time. Dude, that's
2: um, that's that's exciting.
0: Yeah. Yep. You know, and that's where I, it's dude. like it makes it worth it. Right. Like uh, ju- want, it makes it exciting to look forward to. It's like, why do you log on every week? Well, it's like, well, eventually it's like I keep telling my wife, she's like, why do you keep putting money into this stuff? I'm like, well, eventually it's going to be like, how much are you up right now? I'm like, I'm actually down like overall. But like in the grand scheme <laughs> of things, I'm way it's, up. It's like, fun you know but yeah it's it, there's some conviction you got to have conviction in this stuff um and have fun with it at the end of the day
3: hate it point point and point. it ain't worth it curly brings up a good point here uh six seven eight i agree curly i agree ah uh, we got a winner over here so I, I got six it. i thought six was afraid of seven because seven eight nine right <laughs>
2: oh my gosh <laughs>
0: right, we got dad jokes coming up over here uh 104. Who I don't know who had 104 over there, but congrats to whoever uh 104. Brave Dogs running the chat over here. Love that. <laughs> Alop was the winner, GG. Look we got our own Brave Dogs bot inside the chat right now. Uh I,
2: I don't even <laughs> think he was the winner. I think it was uh well
3: <laughs> what did uh, they know, win?
2: I don't know. <laughs> G- oh wait, no, no. There that's true. It's true. Moot G <laughs> okay, had, okay, had it okay. at the okay. same time.
0: There you go. Open a ticket, in really brave dogs that. Yo, shout out to brave dogs running live giveaways. We don't even know what's going on right now. Yeah, I thought it was like mean, I thought
1: he was just getting you guys to be really loud. I didn't actually think there was something in it. So nice, well done, congrats.
3: Yeah, uh that's fun, man.
2: No, that was his. Uh, that was his second YouTube channel. Uh, YouTube account, by the way.
3: <laughs> that was a mystery chest. Right. Mystery hey, congrats, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but I, I, yeah. to go off of that though, like I, I think. When you start streaming and there's like a couple thousand people, how cool is that? Like, uh, <laughs> I think you'll get there. I, you know, I was talking to Cardano Pay a little bit at uh, nftlv And yeah. he's like, dude, just stay consistent. Next bull run. All of a sudden you'll gain 30,000 subscribers in a month or two months. And you're like, how did this happen?
0: That's um, so crazy, man. It's going to be yeah, wild. I think that most we ever saw on a live stream had to have been, I think it was Mallet Order. We pushed like maybe like close to 200. Uh, at one wow. point on one that's of those sweet. and that was like kind of nerve-wracking because you're sitting there and like you see the number just like kind of going up and up and you're just like seeing the chat go and it's like all right stay professional you're like so i can imagine like that's got to get uh it's gonna be fun like you said no it's, if we
1: start getting too many viewers i'm gonna have to get i'm gonna get like a curtain i can close across myself <laughs> just in case i get a little nervous at times uh, just be my voice well, arrow <laughs> right when too. we did
2: that cnft live i think we had like 300 or more yeah people. yeah no yeah it was, was like, like almost say, 400 between all the platforms growth, all yeah
0: yeah we used to get the spam bots in the chat arrow arts uh oh, to the callbacks it used to be like xx honeys or something like that in the chat oh, it would be like live, post news like, live, yeah,
1: live girl, nudes. Stuff like that for sure
0: we used to have to block them. we had no idea how to do that at first too so we would start like just interacting and ask them questions hey what's your favorite cnft project stop, stop spamming us uh but yeah man uh, I, I thought we were going to just have a nice quick hour with this stuff, and I here know, we are right? now <laughs> kicking into it. I don't know. I feel like we may need to save the uh, the dirt birds uh, yeah. stuff maybe for Wednesday over here, because otherwise we're going to be here all night uh, <laughs> over there. Although, uh, yeah. di- di- real quick, Jason, did you mint derps?
2: I did, man. I did. I got a decent amount of larges, which is nice. Um, how about you guys? Did you guys mint
3: large? Yeah, I minted. Yeah. Nice. TJ, 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 I got a,
2: I
0: got a couple oh, larges. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah I think, went a little harder than I realized, I think, because I've been catching up. I've been traveling. Um, so I, I actually got back about an hour before our show tonight. And, uh, Tommy, you're filling me in when I sat down.
0: Yeah, I uh, I think I ended up with like, I don't know, like close to 20. Um, And then I went right off the bat because I was uh, just trying to be a, a full DJ, but I went in the levee and loaned a bunch of them out. And it kind of now has been like a hedge for me where I took a lot of loan offers at like the 300 mark. And now I'm going to pay like 17 interest on them and I can go sell them if I want for the floor with 400 plus right now. So I actually like saved myself from not not having to dump them right away for liquidity. I was able to get it with Levy. And then now I can go back and uh, resell all those if I want to or go take out more higher loans and whatever that there is. So that's, those Positive are just fun plays. On the
1: lending side, that's awesome to hear a total yeah. flip. That's actually great
0: it's it's fun to be able to do things like that right like to have access to liquidity and, um, and
1: and tommy you told that story wrong you had to you're supposed to say i knew i knew 300 was way undervalued, <laughs> and the floor was going to take off so of course i took all those levy of course i put them up on levy for the 300 and look where i look at what a genius i am that's how you got
0: to present it to
1: you got it you did that all
2: wrong
0: well you dude, that I have all have You used levy
2: more man Bro, yeah
0: you know what the crazy part for me was is there was a uh, a pinnacle perch which is like their epic one that gave you like a one point nine multiplier and it was like uh, the the pred faction what they had just released that little chart where the preds earn like if you got your outpost fully fortified like the most uh, out of all the factions I saw someone drop one for like fourteen hundred ada and I was like that's a pretty rare one right now I just went on levy and just spammed like five loans in a row just to get that the ada it was like and then bought the thing and now the floor for those was five thousand ada. So i my like, that's a great play! You know, like damn, those, those are fun little. Th- we'll see if they actually sell for that, but you know, like those are those are where you can do those kind of fun things. Like, hey, I can use Levy real quick for a quick liquidity boost if I see an opportunity where there's potentially like a, mo- a move for. Hey, that's way undervalued right now.
1: Damn, we got to charge them money next time we go over. This is a commercial for them. That's <laughs> a decent <laughs> action right
0: there. Funny as far as I uh, typed that in the chat because I think they had like 100 uh, left in uh, once the, after the mint was first initially like, technically sold out. And I put in the chat, I was like, yo, I just DJ and a couple loans to get this last uh, chance at one. And uh, Matassa jumps over there and he's just like, thanks for using Levy. <laughs> I was just like, yes. like that's You got to love seeing like stories like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, I guess we'll dive, we'll deep dive into the derp stuff on Wednesday. Give them a proper showing on this. Otherwise, like you said, we'll be up all night. Uh, for Jason, I totally understand too on the sick part right now. of Like talking so much. My voice is about cracked and my water bottle's empty right now. So I think we got oh, to gotta
2: get out of here. I know yeah. I'm almost out of water.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm
2: sweating oh, yeah, right no.
0: now. The cup's been empty for a while now. Uh, well, we appreciate you jumping onto the channel, Jason. Um, it's always good to get a chance to catch up. Thank you for that deep dive. If you guys are interested Absolutely. in numbers, uh, definitely run this back. He gives you a lot of different breakdowns, uh, October 30th is when we can expect to see it. Uh, keep an eye on MintSwap and De- uh, I guess the technology with Hunter. Is Hunter going to be a separate platform or is that going to just gonna be integrated into what you guys are doing?
2: They're, they're making an integration on our okay. big buy app. Yeah. Cool.
0: So that's yeah, some really cool stuff for that. And um, I'm sure we'll get to a couple more spaces. You guys have a nice little rundown. Uh, I think Thomas over there posted over on Twitter of all the different spaces you guys will be on. So definitely tune in if you're looking for more information as these go on uh outside of that man i think uh i don't know if we plugged it one more time but if you guys have enjoyed the content over here make sure to go ahead and hit that like button down in the description uh if you guys have been chatting that means you have been subscribed because it was subscribers only mode if you guys have been lurking uh feel free to hit that subscribe button we're here every monday night at 9 p.m eastern we also drop a podcast on youtube spotify and apple at 9 a.m eastern every friday And then uh, catch us this Wednesday over on Clays After Dark, starting between 9 and 10 p.m. Eastern. We'll be over there with the Clays After Dark team uh, chatting over on Twitter. And outside of that, I have no idea, man. Year three, we're kicking it off over here. Big night over here. And shout out to Jason for coming on. Uh, Any last words over here, Jason, for you?
2: No, just thank you guys for hosting me. Um, Shout out to Brave Dogs for the tech and Block Owls for the art and animation and i uh, appreciate everyone listening in if you aren't subscribed make sure to subscribe to them these guys are so consistently uh <laughs> posting content the least you could do subscribe and uh and help them out but uh yeah that's pretty much it thank you guys it's always wow. fun it's always fun it coming it,
3: on is. it
0: really is so. Absolutely. It.
2: the time evaporates like this too it's
0: i'm saying man just right right through it um well We're going to go ahead and kick that off. Arrow Art, the snack energy drink is still here. It's live. It's empty. Um, No no energy drink for us tonight. We're going to go ahead and have a good night's sleep instead. (laughs) But again, appreciate everybody showing up tonight. We uh, hope you have a good night and we'll catch you next week.
2: See you guys.